When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. You're listening to the Tom Bernard Podcast. I love that intro. It takes so long. You know what I mean? That's what I was thinking, too. Yeah. It, it, especially after the last one we hit, where it was like, okay, I know I've got like 60 seconds to gather myself, and now it's just like, boom, let's nope. go. Nope. Nope. No more of that. Head first dive into the pool. No question about it. So what's the latest? How are you guys doing? Oh, doing well. It was uh, the good news for today is that we're going to hit double digits in the weather. Ooh, yes. So that is good. Everybody break out your bathing suits. Well, it's crazy because we're, we, we dropped down like zero single digits. We're mm-hmm. going to have that all this week. And then immediately next week, we're going right back to like mid-30s. Perfect. Oh, that's nice so, to hear. fantastic news. That is good to hear, no question about it. So um, just did a lot of – I worked out a lot yesterday. Watched a little. I'm kind of changing a bunch of things about the way I go about life and all the rest of mm-hmm. it. But I sat down after I was done and tried to go through a few news channels. Are they going to have to take those people all off the air because they're seriously mentally ill? And I'm talking about, if not all of them, 90% of them. Yesterday it was on, on Fox. It was, and they, I didn't watch a long time. I, I would mm-hmm. just pop in once in a while. Uh, why don't we just call off this whole situation? Trump's going to win, so just fold up all the stuff. So da, 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 da. then you turn it over to CNN. That victory in Iowa meant nothing. Nobody showed up for it, and it just means that. I, I, seriously, you I, you know what they all sound like? And I'm talking about not all of the national news people, but a lot of them, I would say 90% of them, sound like stupid college kids. They never got rid of that stupid college kid attitude that I know everything and you know nothing. Yeah. You remember that? Yeah. And, well, and specifically with the news, I feel like at some point there was a shift where everything now feels performative, where before they go on, yeah. instead of yeah. wanting to present the news, they're like, okay, this is my time to shine. Let me like game face on. Yeah. We're going to go, you know, whatever, perform or act, not actually just be a yeah. real person and deliver the news. And Tom, yeah, can, this, I, can I yes, ask sir. you about the Iowa caucuses? Yes. Because this is going to show just how maybe unknowledgeable I am on the whole situation. So you ask me, Mr. <laughs> Knowledge himself? Well, you know, you, you know, you know, this is not your first rodeo. Yeah, this not, isn't your first Iowa caucus. That's true. Let me go, Thank it, you for lengthening that sentence, because very short it would have been different. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> this is a family show. Anyway, moving forward. Are the, is the Iowa caucus really that important? Because I see it touted up every, every mm-hmm. election cycle. Like, it's this huge event and all this stuff, mm-hmm. and I thought voting was supposed to be all day. Apparently this happens at one specific time, and then I see clips of them writing down names on paper, throwing them yep. into a high V bag, and then <laughs> right. hand... Like, is this really that important? 
like I thought this was like a the pinnacle of the political season ramping up, and now I just see paper bags and post-it notes being written down, and that's how we tally things. That is politics in America now. We don't do things in a fair way anymore. Look, first of all, I'm not jumping on anybody's side here, but but look, do you think any election in this the entire United States has ever been 100% fair? No. no and, and I would no. also say how many elections have been decided by the Iowa caucus in like <laughs> What's the indicator? In no, it's not a vote deal. It's an indicator deal. Oh, okay. Like, oh, okay. A lot of people, the fact that he scored over 50% was the big deal because oh, okay. nobody had ever done that before. So that's why they're... And of course, CNN, that means absolutely nothing, only four people. And then the other side, Fox, this means he's going to be president. It's like, why don't you both just shut up, for Christ's sake, you spoiled, rotten college brats. And I'm talking about the ones that are 60 years old. They're still spoiled, stupid college kids. And I got nothing against college kids. I have something against stupid college kids. Shut up, right? Yeah. Oh, boy, I'm in trouble. Uh-oh. <laughs> As you said, yeah, this is where I mute my mic. Hey, I went to college for one day. It was pretty good. That's I true. Thought. You got the full Last experience. the entire day. No, look, I, I, I did, you know, watch that stuff, and it, it doesn't affect me personally. See, you have to understand something again. I am not like those people at all because I would say most of my best friends are very left. Not way nut job left, but mm-hmm. they're they're pretty far left. They're very, uh, you know, I could give you the names of the people, but I love the guys. They're wonderful people, the men and women. I, what you think about politics is not going to ruin my life. So what do I care? Right. I know some people. I don't know anybody that's way far right because that's they're their own group, kind of. I think, you know, they kind of the far right. They tend to do they mingle. There's, I don't know if they do. I think so. I think both oh, do they? far left and far right. Like, there's got to be some type of group, Facebook group, meetup, something. Because, like, yeah, who do you guys yeah. talk to all the time? They're, they're, <laughs> right. Because most people are like, I don't want, regardless of what far extreme views you have, I don't want to. I don't have time to talk to you about that. So they got to talk to somebody. There's a lot of internet chats and things. Uh, my favorite of the night was that what's that psychopath's name over on? I think she's on CNBC or MSNBC. Oh, or that shoot. Joy, Joy Reid. Uh, I think she might be one of them. Yeah, she's nuts. My God, did she go out? The, did you hear what she said last night? Uh, no, I, just, I, I don't. I don't even know if I want to repeat. She said, "This doesn't matter. It's nothing but a bunch of white Christians." Oh my gosh! Yeah, I've, I've I typed in her let's name. Not and... try to, let's not try to end racism, shall we? Why don't we? Well, let's just give up on ending racism. We'll go back to racism. Uh, it, it's yeah. hilarious. Um, one thing I do want to do, speaking of that, is uh, you guys are too young to remember Saturday Night Live had a great bit. Father Guido Sarducci, who did "Find of the Pope into the Pizza," I yep. think I brought that up to you guys last week. Oh yeah, yeah. it was a great bit, and he's an Italian uh, priest. And he had a special deal, find the Pope into the pizza, so people would come back to Christianity, right? He was going to deliver pizzas with, you have to find where I drew the Pope's face in there. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think what we should do now is find the smart, nice white man into the commercial. <laughs> Jesus, there are no nice white men in commercials anymore. If there's a white guy, he's always a prick or an idiot, one of the two. I think that's hilarious. It's like, do you people learn nothing at college? You're not supposed to be prejudiced against anyone. It's not just racism, it's prejudice as well. 
Uh, could you just grow up for Christ's sake? Yeah, there tends to be a lot of overcorrecting when it comes yes. to people and how they portray what, like commercials, for example. Because at one point it was, you know, well, it's all just, you know, white people in commercials. And then mm -hmm. the, yes, or there's right. no diversity in movies. And then the next thing you notice, it's, well, all right, now I've got one black person, one Asian person, one right. you know, Native right. American person. It just check all the boxes. And then like, okay, well, you know what? We think that you're being too mean to a certain group of people. All right, well, now we're going to be mean to, you know, white people or whatever group of people to overcorrect. <laughs> it's like, no, how about you just make a commercial, but don't exclude anybody for, you know, prejudice. Exactly. It, well, let's go even keel. We're not, we're never, ever. The fact that these people think that's going to make up for what happened for the last mm. 2,000 years is stupid as hell. Yeah. It's like what everybody used to joke that black people always got killed first in scary movies. And then it was oh, really? like, and then it was, well, now they just get killed second. So we like yeah. moved up one spot. <laughs> so, okay, there you yeah. go. That's good news. Progress good. is all you, we're looking you get for. Killed yeah. second. Yep. Everything's you know. fixed. <laughs> But yeah, I'm gonna, we're gonna start the game show. I gotta figure out what the prize will be. Find the smart, nice white man in the commercial. <laughs> I don't think you can be able to find one. I, I, I just don't. It's really hilarious how stupid these people are locked in their own idiotic minds that their college professor, who I'm sure was a pain in the ass that showed up about half the time, uh, it's your, your, uh, whatever. And I'm not even, I don't get pissed off about stuff. I don't have a party. I'm not a Democrat, I'm not a Republican. I stand back and look at this stuff and I go, would you just calm down? Why don't we try once to work together instead of everybody who gets a break now is an expert and they're as prejudiced as everybody else. That makes no sense to me, right? Right. Because mm -hmm. it's not just about race. It's not just about sex. It's, not, it's all of them together. Prejudice is prejudice. And I just, I find it really incredibly stupid. Uh, and that's just the way that is, right? Mm -hmm. um, we do have to, God, there are a couple, couple of great stories I want to get to. I'll just do the headline. This, I'm sorry, but is complete and utter bullshit. The headline in the national news, the average 50-something in America is now a millionaire. Did you see that headline? No, but that doesn't even sound right. <laughs> All of them? The average 50-year-old. Average the, the average 50-something in America is now a millionaire. Unless they're talking about giving the... I haven't opened the story. It might be about giving a prize of a million dollars to one guy who's a very average kind of guy. Right. Or I wonder if they're saying, like, net worth. So if you bought a house back in the day and now if oh. you value that in, like, all of your assets type of thing, maybe? But yeah, yeah. I get, maybe. You might yeah. be right about that. We have to take a break because we got Score North Judd Zolgad coming up in a couple of minutes. Ladies and gentlemen, Mike Lindell and MyPillow employees want to thank my listeners for all your continued support. Talked to Mike yesterday, as a matter of fact. To thank you, they're having an overstock clearance and new product sale right now for the best prices ever when you use promo code TOM and you get free shipping on your entire order. Get 50% off the MyPillow 2.0. Also get 50% off the brand new flannel sheets that just arrived and won't last long. Six-pack towel sets for only $29.98. And take advantage of the free shipping on larger items such as mattresses and mattress toppers. 100% made in the USA, on sale for as low as $99.99. That's $99.99. You heard me. Everything's on sale for the brand new kitchen towels that have the same technology as the bath towels that actually absorb. They have dog beds, blankets, couch pillows, so much more. To get the best specials ever, go to MyPillow.com or call 800-516-5146. Use promo code TOM and you get free shipping on your entire order. So call 800-516-5146 or go to MyPillow.com and use promo code TOM. 
Is that text you're sending so important that you missed your turn? Is that text you're sending so important that you ran the red light? Is that text you're sending so important you didn't see the ball coming onto the road or the child that followed? Hi, I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw and Bryant. When you take your eyes off the road for even four seconds, your vehicle travels 100 yards. That's the entire length of a football field. If you absolutely have to text, you need to pull off the road somewhere safe and do it from there. Texting and driving is against the law and can cause serious injury or even death to you and others. Now that is important. We hope you're never injured in a collision, but if you are, please contact us. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Going farther with my Bryant on your side, seeking justice for the injured. Bradshaw and Bryant. You know. Let's talk Josh Arnold, shall we? Uh, You need to know a guy for your auto repairs, legal issues, banking, and more. The same goes for investment advice. You need a guy to help you be successful, someone you can trust who gets results. Well, I got a guy for you. His name is Josh Arnold, good friend of mine. And by the way, again, I don't say that unless it's true. I'm not going to tell you, oh, he's a friend of mine if I don't even know. Not going to happen. Just had dinner with Josh. and his. By the way, his mother looks younger than me, which pisses me off, but you know. Anyway, Josh gives you straight talk, not sugar-coated advice about your financial situation. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions, and Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. Do yourself a favor. Call Josh now for a no-obligation 48-minute evaluation. You've got nothing to lose, and you'll get a different point of view for your investments. That's a good thing. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. That's 952-925-5608. You'll be glad you did. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security and investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. I'm Tom Bernard, and I'm a paid endorser. This is the Tom Bernard Podcast. Starring Judd Zolgad from Score North. What do you about that lead-in, Buster? That was all very, very dramatic. So <laughs> I want you to join. In a, we have a game show going now on the Tom Bernard Morning Show. Tom Bernard Podcast. You ready? Yeah. Find a, the nice, smart, white man in a, the commercial. Just like find a, the Pope in the pizza with Father Guido Sarducci. Same thing. So if you can find me one smart, nice white man in a commercial, I got to come up with a, the award though. It's got I got to figure out what I would give away for that. Oh boy, that's It'll just be tough. I I need some time to think about what the award would be actually. Honestly, God, the only thing white guys do now in commercials, which again I don't give a rat's ass. I was in the commercial business for thirty years, and then all of a sudden they decided that they you know, whatever. But in any case, the great thing about that whole deal is you just. You go forward, you hire the people, but every every guy now, it's all these other people roaming around the rest of it. Hey, let's ask Dad, what are you asking me for? I don't know. I mean, that's the big role for white guys now in commercials. What the hell is that? Well, I can't answer that one. I have no clue. Did I did I hear you you read something right before the break about millionaires? Yes, the what the headline? Yeah, what was the headline again? The average fifty something in America is now a millionaire. Okay, that's a bunch of crap. Congrats, Judd. Congrats, 54. And I'm going to tell you right now, that is a bunch of crap, unless they're talking about lifetime earnings, which mean nothing. That is... Who the hell came up with that? And if that's the case, somebody better inform. Well, first of all, the Hubbards, my employer, 
because yeah. um, if the average if the average fifty something is a millionaire, <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, I am grossly underpaid. <laughs> I don't know if it's. A, I could click on it and see if, it, if it's not very long. I could read it for you. What? How they came up with something I just like that? Call absolute crap on this. I do too. I feel Remember like when it's... you were a kid, the classic uh, goal, money goal, was I want to be a millionaire. Well, good yeah. news: the average American in their fifties now has a net worth of one point one million dollars. That's complete and utter bullshit. Where did they come up with this? Yeah. So. Know. So it looks like so. I think I found either that article or another one that's about the, okay. kind of the same thing. Okay. And so they said there's a couple of uh, high earning outliers that have the average net worth skew mu- up to uh, over a million. It looks like one point, just shy of one point two. Is Jeff Bezos yeah. like fifty or something? Is, is <laughs> right. that the outlier? Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, otherwise they're saying the median is right around two hundred twelve thousand dollars. There you go. So, okay, thank you. Yeah. See, so that headline, <laughs> once again, you look at media of any kind, radio, television, newspapers, it's always bullshit. It's always a lie. They get you to read the story by lying to you. Right. And they're, and they're including, you know, properties you own and stuff like that. So if you sure. bought a house sure. for $100,000 back in the day that now is worth, you know, 700000 mm-hmm. that's going to be affected in there as well. Well, that'll be great. And the, those prices will fall eventually, too, so be prepared for that. Yeah. But, yeah, these headlines, the average 50 person in their 50s is now a millionaire. It's like, it's no chance. First of all, take a walk down any city street. Yeah, that's why 10,000 people live in tents on the sidewalk. You're right. What, what a ridiculous argument. But, you know, that's where we are now. I, uh, Judd, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this, but I did watch some of the commentary last night after the, the, the Iowa caucuses. All of these people, Fox, CNN, MSNBC, CNBC, they're just, oh, my God, what what am I going to do? Settle down, for God's sake. We got through, we've had some horrible presidents, and we've gotten through every one of them. And if you don't like the current guy, we'll get through him. You don't like the next person, we'll get through them. Relax. Calm down, right? Oh, yeah. And I'm not, I am certainly not in any way, shape, or form a big political person person because politics just sort of uh bore me but i will say this about is our caucuses not the most archaic thing i like like if you want to do a caucus go to a college camp the last election what happened all of these college kids just came out and they're like okay we'll vote and it skewed the whole thing and so we and so we continue to have this thing we go to iowa to start with what the hell are we doing (laughs) That was already asked on the show this morning, and no one has an answer for that. Iowa, the real—they uh, really have the pulse of the uh, nation in Iowa. So, <laughs> I just—I don't get. It's Christian. a bunch of old people in Iowa. <laughs> like what? Like like that's a reflection. I, I mean, I think these things are supposed to be a reflection of like early returns. You know, mm-hmm. early. What will the early? Uh, what's the sense of things? And you go to Iowa with a bunch of people who—it just makes no sense. You know, what's really funny about that though. I heard a guy. He was a white guy, by the way. I should mention that. He was a news anchor. And he said, these numbers are actually bad news for Trump because if he doesn't perform at that high a level from now on, that's not going to look good. Like, what are you talking about? Well, <laughs> God. You know what happened, too? Hmm. And this is, again, why I love sports. But, but the political pundits, and I think it's just the pundits, but they have made... This time, you know, starting with the caucuses and the election stuff, right? They have made it uh, like uh, a sports commentary. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So, like, but, but you know, in sports, on ESPN, they debate quarterbacks, right? And it, it could get boring, but ultimately, who gives a, you know, don't give a rip. It's just, it, it's just sort of fun. But, like, this is, like, people's lives we're talking about. Like, it, it should be taken seriously because it's going to affect them. And they talk about it like, you know, What's going on is Dak Pre- oh if Dak Prescott doesn't win this game he you know it's the same it's <laughs> right. it's the exact same now that's what i find to be absolutely hysterical but it's not because again it actually does affect people and people watch this and get very influenced and triggered by it well, I don't think there's any question about it. i think you're 100% right they watch it and they get influenced by it i again i i tried being a democrat i tried being a republican i'm trying to be kind of a centrist now and again, I talked earlier yesterday that my opinion should not be as important as younger people because my time is pretty much coming to an end as far as having influence on a, on a vote. Uh, most of the population is much, much younger, and they're going to have the big voice. So what am I going to do? Am I going to argue with them and go, oh, God, you're crazy? You're... It's like, no, it's your world now. You screw it up, that's on you. You make it better, that's on you too. So that's it. I mean, this getting angry about politics makes like no that. sense. We've had horrible people in that office before. And but you're exactly right. But this but, you know, Tom, um, you go back to the 60s. Right. Mm -hmm. And like we had a lot of the same things like, you know, yeah. yeah, And at that point in time, it was it was what the young people's world, you know, don't. Don't trust anyone over 30, I believe, was the phrase of, pe- of people who are now probably in their 70s. No, easily in their 70s. You're absolutely right about that. Don't trust anyone over 30. Yeah, great idea. Uh, does that include you in another four years there, Buster, <laughs> well, when you're no longer did. 26? Don't trust anyone over 70 now. It's just, the thing is just, why do you get so upset? First of all, I'm not saying it's affected any election over the top or blah, 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 but there's cheating in every local, state, federal. Lots of people cheat. They always have and always will, right? Yes, because we like to get upset, though. I think it's it's in in our nature. I think we get bored if we're not pissed off. I think that's a very good way to put it. And you're told, from what I understand, because I only lasted one day in college, so I don't know, but you're... From what I understand from the people I talk to, you are told to be pissed off in college. If you're not pissed off, you have no feelings. Do they teach that in college? I have no idea. I no. lasted approximately a year. But you know what? And, <laughs> but you know what? I don't know that it's still – I don't know – if if I had gone all four years, I think it's very hard to speak to what college is like now. Don't you? I suppose that's true, yeah. Yeah, I have no idea what they teach. All all I know is that you can't learn nearly as much in a classroom as you'd ultimately do uh, by being in the real world. Correct. That's very, very right on the mind. And to your point, a lot of reason for that is because those people who are teaching you have never been in the real world. They've been in the education and academic world. That's not the real world. That's a very guarded, secure place that you came yeah. from. So you can't, you don't think the same way that I do. So don't try to push your bullshit on me because I'm not going to buy it. Well, and I go back to my my own just, you know, go, going through school as a kid. Think about how few really good teachers, like from grade school on up, how few really good teachers we all probably had. I can name probably two great teachers or three, but I mean... So, so like you're being taught by people who they might mean well, 
but that's a tough job. And you're right about like colleges. It's a lot of people who I, who either have, have never been in the jobs they're teaching about and, or in some cases are so far removed from those jobs Yeah, yeah. that they don't relate to, you know, I mean, things change. I mean, look, look at our business. If you're, if you're teaching a communications class now and you're my age or in your forties, the world sort of passed you by. I got bad news for you, but it's podcasting. You know, you think about how things change, and it's just incredible. Yeah, it is no question. No, uh, I'm kind of. I was thinking about how many great teachers. I oh, I got a cough. <coughs> there, sorry. Uh, I won't even answer that. No, it's true. Um, can't think of one. Ooh, Not one great teacher. Good. Not one great one. Some wow, good, see, some good teachers. Not I had one a few, great but, one though. But that's a long time to to be in school to say that the, that there were a few. And I I think you I think you're exactly right though. I think the thing about college is that you're trying to you're sort of trying to teach things in idealistic conditions, if that makes sense. Yeah, and that's not the real world. No, oh, God no. If any professors are listening, you got to understand something. You do not live in the real world. You're protected from every angle. You're secure as hell. That's not the real world. You know? You mean tenure is not the real world? Yeah, it's hard to believe, isn't it? <laughs> oh, my God. What's going to happen? Look, I mean, we can move on because I know we got only got a couple of minutes and, and all the rest of it. But I do remember when, when they went after me because I was pissed off because I person drowned their baby in a toilet and didn't turn out to be a white person so I was all of a sudden a racist and a homophobe and them. oh my god it's just absolutely horrible my ratings and income went up thanks to you doing that to me you destroyed my voiceover career but you made my radio career they need to understand that no matter what you do you're not going to destroy someone just because of your bullshit political views I mean, yes, I don't do a lot of voiceover anymore because that's a whole different area. But I had the highest rated morning show in America because of what you did to me. So good. Thank you. I want to thank you for being such a prick to me. That's really, really nice of you. Right? It helped out. It did. At it least great. in that case. Thank you. Thank you very much. Great to be here. <laughs> that's all I have to say. Now, as far as sports concerned, we only got about a minute or two here, but there's really nothing going on, is there? No. No, uh, the Wolves played tonight, uh, but last night was was a very um, mild evening. So mild, we, yes. We'll have things to talk about tomorrow, but there's there's not much. Well, Jeff, up, there was one thing that came across my radar. Uh oh, is Russell Wilson trying to campaign to get his <laughs> to weasel his way oh. into Minnesota? He, you know, he might. Really? I, I mean, clearly his agent floated that to uh, the, the reporter from. ESPN who wrote about possibilities, or mm. I would guess his agents a, agency did, uh, but I don't see that happening. Like I, it's it's a fun thing to talk about, but but right. you know, you saw in that story there was no reciprocation like on background yeah. from the Vikings, so I wouldn't be too concerned about that. I don't think you have to worry about that By, being uh, a possibility. That, Vikings that, country, let's sail. Right. The, that article was, <laughs> that article was oh, published, and one of my uh, diehard Vikings friends Ugh. was like, "I will not watch a single game if we sign Russell Wilson." He's like, "I will boycott the team." <laughs> Well, Russell oh, Wilson yeah. was a good quarterback at one time, was he not? Oh, yeah. yeah. He's won a Super he Bowl. Was. He was, yeah. Yeah. But if you guys recall, uh, when 
it when the, the Vikings drafted Ponder, what was that, 2011 or so, uh, or 12? Mm-hmm. When they drafted Ponder, um, they also signed a veteran QB by the name of Donovan McNabb. Sure. Same type of deal. Had been really good, was washed up, and uh, he played like the first four games or something, and it was just painful to watch. He was skipping the football yeah. at the feet of receivers. <laughs> there was nothing left there. So I don't think this fan base needs another bring an old quarterback who once was really good here and watch him flail and fail. So, no, I think you're fine. I think that's just from the uh, Wilson camp. I don't think it's reality. Perfect. (laughs) You know, we've all failed miserably. I can give you an example of how I did in, uh, let's see, was it 1987 when the Twins won the World Series? The Q morning show had a football game at the Metrodome. Like Mm -hmm. 20,000 people showed up to watch that football game. And I don't know what I was thinking, but I thought, you know what? Because I was coaching one of the teams. So, you know what? I'm going to try a field goal. Oh. (laughs) I had never tried a field goal in my life, but I'm going to try it right now in front of 20,000 people who mostly have cameras. I don't think the football ever got over about four feet off the ground. (laughs) That's all I'm saying. Can you imagine now? With video cameras? Oh, God. Uh, well, that's ESPN. I know we got to go here quick, but that's like ESPN, their college game day. Pat McAfee every week goes, I'll give you know somebody $50,000 if they can make a 30-yard field goal. And all oh, these God, kids yeah. try and kick it, and it's spraying balls left and right and you know, yeah, not even making it <laughs> off the ground. It's very hard. Well, mine was, mine was left, right, and short. So how is that possible? <laughs> it was that bad, though, I will tell you that. But... Judd, always a great pleasure, sir. You bring joy to our hearts on a morningly basis. Is it a morningly basis, daily basis? Is it a morningly basis as well? That's a really good question. It's so, you know what? It like sounds it. right. But I don't know if it's real or not. But it sounds good. But who cares? <laughs> no, okay, it sounds well, that's good. That's true. Just a very good point. Very nice stuff. All we right, shall guys. talk to you on the morrow, sir. Sounds good. Take care. Thanks, Judd. Judd Elgad, Score North. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll take a break. Be right back. Another genius reporter. Chris Eggert will join us right after this. Let's take a second to talk about my bank, North American Banking Company. You've heard me talking about them for a long time now. When they opened in 1998, they made a promise to deliver a better banking experience for their customers where you know your banker and they know you, just like Bill, Ski, and me. Well, a lot has changed since 1998. This commitment to being a true community bank in the Twin Cities has not. So if you're looking for a better banking experience, why not bank with my bankers at North American Banking Company? Go to nabankco.com or stop by any one of their six Twin Cities locations. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. You need to know a guy for your auto repairs, legal issues, banking, and more. The same goes for investment advice. You need a guy to help you be successful, someone you can trust who gets results. Well, I got a guy for you. Josh Arnold. Josh gives you straight talk, not sugar-coated advice about your financial situation. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions, and Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. Do yourself a favor and call Josh now for a no-obligation, 48-minute evaluation. You've got nothing to lose, and you'll get a different point of view for your investments. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. That is 952-925-5608. You'll be glad that you did. 
and tell him his his guy, Tom, sent you. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Tom Bernard is a paid endorser. You know the song Kokomo? It's supposed to be off the Florida Keys, right? Hate to break your Beach Boys bubble, but that's a fictitious place they made up for the song. Fortunately for the rest of us, the Florida Keys island chain are as real as the taxes you have to pay in Minnesota if you're a resident. Now that's the reason to move south. In addition to Florida and all of Monroe County being beautiful, the Keys from Key Largo to Key West are even more beautiful. This is Tom Bernard, part-time Florida resident myself. And if you want a second house or a new retirement home or want to become a Floridian, may I suggest you contact Matt Carlson from One Key West Realty. Matt grew up in Litchfield. He's a super real estate agent when it comes to finding your tropical island space in the Keys. He lives there and here, and Matt knows what's best in Key West to buy. For your second home in Florida, Matt teamed up with fellow Minnesotan from Sartell and Alexandria, Kristen Eckland, who's one of the top mortgage brokers in the country from Coast to Coast Mortgage. She'll get you the financing you need to buy a home in Florida or in Minnesota. Matt's part of the Lake Sotheby's International Realty Group here in Minnesota, and Kristen, his mortgage colleague, lives and works in the Keys, so they both know the Florida Keys' new and existing homes for sale and are Minnesotan through and through. Contact them by heading to OneKeyWest.com. That's OneKeyWest. You're listening to the Tom Bernard Podcast. That was actually Tevin playing the guitar there. Uh, he just keeps mm-hmm. it below the, the, the camera angle so you can't see yep. him. Uh, I didn't know you had that talent in your repertoire, I'll be honest. I'll surprise you. <laughs> He'll be another Jimi Hendrix, that's all I know. One of the greatest guitar players of all time. Did you know that he learned how to play a guitar upside down? Because he was left-handed and therefore... They couldn't find a left-handed guitar, so he had to play a right-handed guitar upside down. <laughs> That's pretty impressive if you ask me, you know. Ladies and gentlemen, Channel 5's Chris Eggers is brought to you by Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. Call Josh today for your free 48-minute evaluation, 952-925-5608. Chris Eggert now joins us. What's happening, Pally? Hey, how are you guys? Marvelous. We're having a nice time just basically shredding everyone and everything. Hey, that's fun. Uh, hey, speaking of shredding, when when we lived out in Seattle, because Jimi Hendrix was born in Seattle. Yes, sir. And uh, we used to do this thing. It, it was like the Seattle death tour when people would come and visit. We would go visit Jimi Hendrix's grave. Aww. We would go visit um, Bruce Lee's grave. And then we'd also go to the house where Kurt Cobain um, shot and killed himself. I know it sounds kind of morbid, but it was. Just a little. Yeah, just a little. It, it, like these are all three places <laughs> where the public does go and sure. it was kind of a cool way to see different parts of the of the town by like having some kind of uh landmark to go and look at do you yeah, just ride be a hearse with the you. entire time yeah was that do you ride in a hearse the entire time how can we make this more yeah. depressing of a tour no but i mean I, I it would just they were all people who lived there and that, that was stuff that i don't know people seem to have interest in when they come visit <laughs> Well, I would, but you know, I've never been in Seattle. I've been in Washington, but I've never been in Seattle. So. Yeah, well, if, if you and I go out there sometime, we'll do the death, the death tour. Sounds good. Because Jimi Hendrix was one of my, you know, I've said this on the air before, that getting through the 60s for me into the early 70s, if, if it weren't for Jimi Hendrix and Marvin Gaye, I don't know if I'd have made it. Because I, they, they put out these, first of all, Jimi Hendrix was a brilliant musician. You know, I mean, unbelievably good. Marvin Gaye was a brilliant uh, writer. 
his lyrics were phenomenal. There's no question about it. That was a great era. People should understand why you should go to see Jimi Hendrix's grave because he changed music forever. And another one of those, um, you know, guys who went so young and you just sort of wonder what, what kind of music would he come up with right. as, as he'd gotten older and developed? I mean, his brain was already, maybe it's because he learned to play with this, you know, upside down guitar, who knows, but sure to, to like think of what kind of stuff he might've been able to come up with and how he could have changed music even more sad. Now, the only good thing about that is he did die, choked to death, actually, uh, overdose on drugs and choked to death but the great news is the woman he was with that night took an imprint of his penis so at least we got that you know that's true by the way did you know that i, I heard that that's uh true. that is not on display in seattle to my knowledge <laughs> didn't have the room no. if this is too big we can't put it up <laughs> it's actually at the base of the space needle <laughs> it's right there <laughs> Neck and neck with the space. Needle. Is that is that the nickname for it, or are you talking about the actual space needle? <laughs> That's a good point. I like that point. Ah, Jimmy, we miss you. That's a, my favorite lyric by Jimi Hendrix was something he said, not saying. At the end of one of his great songs, he said, "And you'll never hear surf music again." <laughs> that was at the end of one of his songs. God, he was a genius, no doubt about it. Yeah, that would be pretty uh, cool to have a conversation with him at some point in life. Yeah, never never got the chance to do it. I was still a teenager when he died, so what are you going to do? Although I was a teenager when I worked at 1500 KSTP, so what am I talking about? The Catman. Catman. Hey, Were man. You, uh, Tommy, do you ever have any interaction with Hulk Hogan? Hulk Hogan, yes, I have. What, He's a lot bigger have... than me. I will tell you that. <laughs> Jesus, that guy's big. Remember that Rocky movie when Hulk Hogan's like, when Sylvester Stallone is standing next to Hulk Hogan and you're like, whoa, because you never, because they always try to like hide Sylvester Stallone that he's short in those movies until, right. that, until that scene when you're like, oh my God, look at the size of that dude. He is a gigantic, he's actually a very nice man too. Yeah, that's good. Speaking of that, did you just see he rescued somebody from a car accident? Yeah, that's, yeah. that's yep. why I was bringing it up. No. Um, because he rescued. So can you imagine? Although, sorry. Maybe the girl didn't know. They, he apparently used a, a pen and uh, poked the airbag to free the girl from really? a car accident that he and somebody else saw. So, like a ballpoint pen, huh. which is smart. Can you imagine, like, getting in a car accident and then looking up and there's Hulk Hogan? Right. Hey, brother, are you okay? Take my hand, brother. brother. <laughs> We're going to get you out of this, brother. <laughs> like, you must that. be thinking you're dead at that point to be honest. Oh, for right. sure. Like, what? Hulk Hogan God, coming is that by. you? What isn't Hulk? He's like six, 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 seven, isn't he? He's very tall. I know that. I was thinking maybe even bigger than that, but I'm he not sure. He might be. He is a big fella. His arms are as big as my thighs, for Christ's sake. God, they're huge. He did a Wasn't huge there some kind of thing with him and his wife and a, like like some kind of a love triangle kind of weird that's, thing that went on? That yeah. was the Jimi Hendrix penis. That's well, exactly right. Well, and because he's the guy that sued the media because they leaked his sex tape where he was into some weird stuff, and he oh. was like, they tried to say that it was because Hulk Hogan is a public figure. They could leak it. And he was like, no, that's, you know, my personal life. That's, you know, Hulk Hogan's my alter ego. So you can't leak it. And he ended up, I think he ended up winning, actually. I think so, too. I don't, it's fuzzy memory, but. 
the Hulkster. That's all I have to say. I enjoyed them. There's no, there's no qu- Those were the heydays of. I, I mean, I know we can go way back with, but I really enjoyed that time of wrestling. Was fun. Oh, yeah. and those guys were all such superstars, and uh, you know. Well, did you see Ric Flair was on like the pregame for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? He happened to be walking through the stadium, and they just oh. grabbed him and threw him on TV, and he was doing the whole spiel and wooing everybody. That's funny. I read about it, but I didn't actually see yeah. the video. Yeah, I was like, can't, I'm having a hard time holding these alligators down. Yeah, did the whole thing. So it was great. <laughs> I see. I do love. Look, if you grow, I did grow up watching All Star Wrestling, Vangania, yeah. the AWA. It was. I I love that stuff to this day. That that really blown up personality and extreme thinking and all. I thought that was entertaining. Well, I told you every Saturday when we were teenagers, we'd get together at somebody's house, the dog's house, or yeah, whomever, we would drink beer and watch the AWA, and then we'd hit the streets. Good idea. Al- a teenager, alcohol, and watching people beat the piss out of each yep. other, and then you go out on the street. Go street. out and race some hell, boys. <laughs> what a great <laughs> idea that is. Yeah, let's not do that, shall we? No, it was fun, though. It was a lot of fun watching that stuff. I always enjoyed it. and Because, uh, you know, I, and I never cared. Oh, is this real? Is it not real? Who cares? It's entertaining. Yeah, it's entertaining. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's all. Loved Vern. His well, Greg's still a really good friend. He's a great guy. But um, I, w- I consider myself to be very, very lucky that I spent so much time with professional wrestlers and football players and all that stuff because I was into lifting weights and all that. It was, you know, of course, coming in dead last and all the lifts wasn't fun because they were all much bigger and stronger than me. But don't worry about that. You were there though, my man. You were there. At least I was there. It was. It was a lot of fun watching that stuff. There's no question about it. So. Uh, and closing the wrestler part with it very quickly, my, still my favorite of all time. There was a guy at the gym out in Plymouth. It's no longer there. Loved that place. It was wonderful. And Hawk and Animal would work out there. So we were all working out there. It was fantastic. And this guy comes to me and goes, Tommy, Tommy, do you know if, do you know if Animal's coming in today? I said, yeah. As a matter of fact, I just talked to him. He's going to be here in about five, ten minutes. He said, I got man, can I just stand here next to you? The whole, we'll wait for him. I got some news. I said, what's, what's, what's happening? He goes, I just benched 300 pounds for the first time in my life, which the average person cannot do, by the way. Yeah. Oh, right. That's I mean, a lot of weight, right? But you got to remember who you're talking to. So <laughs> right. Animal comes through the door. The guy comes up and he goes, Animal, Animal, man, I'm so happy that you're here. And I wanted to tell you, I just benched 300 pounds. And he goes, ooh. <laughs> but animal was a great guy don't get me wrong joe was a wonderful guy both of those guys are gone man sad don't you think all right any other big news we should know about sir Ah, it's gonna get warm next week that's the biggest thing going on yeah the boys were telling me that that it's going to be in the 30s again next week which is fantastic like like mid like uh mid mid to upper 30s so amazing yeah get your suntan lotion out Right? At least yeah. my cars will start for a couple of days, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Thanks, Pally. Yep, have a good day, guys. You Talk do. to you later. Channel 5's Chris Eggers brought to you by Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. Call Josh today for your free 48-minute evaluation at 952-925-5608. Chris Eggert. Always enjoy having Chris on. He's such a – do you consider him a hell of a nice guy or just kind of mediocre? No, I would consider him a very nice guy. He is, and he's just a great guy. Yeah. No question. 
We will take a break. Dave Bialki will join us right after this. Hey, it's a new year. Why not treat yourself to a new gun from K&L Surplus and Ammo? I personally know Jim, the owner. He's a good guy. He's a great guy, as a matter of fact. He's been in the firearms business for over 15 years and knows how to set you up with a perfect firearm for your needs. K&L offers one of the widest selections of firearms in the region, including Beretta uh, shotguns, Tika rifles. High school trap teams are starting to form now, and K&L has a great selection of SKB shotguns. K&L has Tika and SKB in both right and left-hand models. K&L also has a broad range of ammunition, including both American and European calibers. If you have a collection of guns that you'd like to sell, call Jim at KNL so he can help you get the best price through his network. KNL Surplus and Ammo is on Lake Drive and Lina Lakes and open Tuesday through Saturday. You can also visit them online at www.klgunstore.com. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. This is Bob Sansevier, and I want to tell you about Dave Bialki from Bialki Law. Dave represented my wife, Mary, when she had a significant workplace injury. She was very happy with the job Dave did. If you have a work-related injury and have Dave represent you, I'm betting you'll be happy too. Dave is a down-to-earth guy. He grew up in northern Minnesota, rides a Harley, and worked various jobs doing concrete, electrical, plumbing, roofing, and carpentry work. Dave works for people with work-related injuries. If you work construction, or anywhere for that matter, and you're hurt or even just hurting, you should talk to Dave. Let's face it, our bodies wear out. If your body is worn out from work, if your knees or back or shoulders hurt from things you do at work, do what Mary did. Call Dave and talk to him about it at Bialki Law to set up a free initial consultation. The number to call is 763-571-2410. That's 763-571-2410. Or visit BialkiLaw.com. That's B-I-A-L-K-E Law.com. Tom here, and I want to discuss a partnership that has been wonderful in my life. Zero Res Carpet Care. Very good friends of mine. Nothing is better to someone with a family than having a completely clean home. Your carpet is the biggest filter in your house. If you want to talk about pet dander or foot traffic, dirt from the outside, they all eventually reside in your carpet. So, Zero Res Carpet Care. Listen, around the holidays, you need to contact ZeroResMinnesota.com or call 952-Z-E-R-O-R-E-Z. That's 952-Zero-Res. They clean your home with their electrolyzed pH-elevated water that doesn't use chemicals or soaps that smell like a janitor's closet like other cleaning services. How about a Tom Bernard deal? Well, here it is. Get three rooms, zero resified, starting at 129 bucks, and don't forget your air ducts. Mention me, and they'll discount your air vents by 75 bucks too. This is for the entire month, so call them right now, 952-ZERO-RES, backward or forward, it spells the same, or book online, zeroresminnesota.com. If it's available, ask for them to come to your place in the Tom Bernard named service truck. What an honor that was, by the way. Just mention me by name and get the special deal to get your home clean and your heart happy. Zero res card. You're listening to the Tom Bernard Podcast. I still have to adjust to how short those are. Same here. <laughs> I'm, I... looking, I'm looking at scripts and all that stuff. And all this. Oh, wait a minute. That's short? No, I forgot. Because it used to be about eight hours long. And then now and Te- another thing. Tevin's just riffing yep. now. Either one of you guys play an instrument? Uh, I played the drums and the trumpet. 
Ooh, the trumpet too. Yeah. I, I uh, played. I was percussion. I played the drums. So did I. Does that mean that all drummers are losers that are now in podcasting or radio? No, I think it's just us three. <laughs> just the three of us to take home that. That's weird, though, that all three of us would have been drummers. Yeah, I, st- I started weird. with the trumpet, and then I watched Drumline and was like, yeah, that looks a lot cooler than playing the trumpet, and sw- switched over. So did all the women in the short skirts come to you like on Drumline? Uh, no, no, that was one thing that I definitely <laughs> over uh, re- or over anticipated. Yeah, I could understand that. But yeah, I was in a, I was a drummer in a band called Take Five in the 1960s and early 70s. As a matter of fact, right. it was a lot of fun being in a band. You guys ever in a band that performed? Nope. No, like a school band, no. but that I don't. Care oh, sorry, about. you were in Drumline, yeah. But <laughs> what? No, yeah. half of <laughs> no, just a school band. Yeah, like not an actual. I like, didn't say just a school band. I said no, that's AJ, right. You were... AJ did. Yeah. So oh, like, AJ did. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's that's a little different than like being a rock star. And yeah, performing. Like, yeah, well, like we did jazz band. We went to like you know, Eau Claire, Wisconsin. Yeah, my my mom was fans. in the crowd. <laughs> yes. Oh, see how sweet that is, ladies and gentlemen. Is Dave ready to go? Dave is. Magnificent on the phone joining us now live. Dave Bialki brought to you by Bialki Law Firm. Heard at work. Dave Bialki goes to work for you, taking care of your workers' comp injury claims and denials. Call 763-571-2410. Go to B-I-A-L-K-E-Law.com. Please tell them that Tom sent you. Dave Bialki, you know what, what I want to do, Dave? How you doing, Dave? Uh, good. How about you, Tom? Never better. Things are Things are good. No question about mm-hmm. that. Uh, I just, what I wanted to do, I was thinking, you know, I always kind of try to, like, we talk and I lead you into things, but what I'd like to do today is, what do you want to talk about? Because there's got to be some stuff you, you've never gotten to, because I, I come up with all these ideas, and then, you know, so I, well, is there any one specific thing you'd like to talk about as far as law in the state of Minnesota? Uh, well, I was going to uh, comment on your, your band thing. Um, I was never oh. in band, you know, I... I caused my you know parents enough grief without having to have them go to my band concert. So I that. <laughs> <laughs> well, they've got to be honest with I you. Have I never zero, my, zero yeah. musical ability, just nothing. <laughs> my mother's nickname, her name was Theophila, which means love of God, which is a little difficult when your mother's name is love of God. But you know, so her <laughs> nickname was Toots. Toots never showed up at one of my concerts for the twelve years I was in a band. She never ever came. So don't feel alone. <laughs> yeah, well, I uh, it was zero musical ability. If I had joined a band, uh, my parents, I think, would have said, "Hey, you've given us enough problems. Now we had to go." No, that ain't happening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So no, I I never went down the road. So I got to show you. Can you guys see? You guys can see this, mm-hmm. right? It says Banff Canada on my on my sweatshirt. Yep. Banff Canada. Uh, it happened to me for the second time. First time was 20, I will never forget, it was 27 years ago. And I'll tell you what it is when I tell you what happened to me this morning when I went out for a walk. <clears throat> right? Went out for a walk, and a guy goes, oh, Banff, Canada. It's a beautiful place. You from Banff? And I said, no, I'm from Minneapolis, Minnesota. He goes, oh, so you are Canadian. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> what? No. I just said I'm from Minneapolis. Well, isn't Minnesota? That's in Canada, isn't it? He said, well, maybe the Lake of the Woods sticks up in there a little bit, I guess. But that's the well, second time in my rest, life. To the rest of the people, we kind of do sound that way. Although, yes. you know, I'm watching this Fargo series right now, and oh, they, as, as much as I love the Coens, I mean, because I just love everything they've been masterpiece mm-hmm. uh, uh, producers and directors of everything they've done. 
Uh, but this over-the-top accent, it just um, it, 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 it's, it just drives me nuts because I'm thinking the rest of the country are they really thinking that we talk like that there? And then you know, then they must be. Oh, I met someone from Minnesota. Yeah, he had a little bit of an accent, but it, man, it wasn't like the real accent there. <laughs> He's losing well, I got to be honest with you, Dave. I grew up in North Minneapolis, so that accent wasn't in North Minneapolis. So when I finally branched out and got out of the neighborhood, I could not understand what most people were saying. Seriously. It was, uh, I was like, oh, yeah, you know. I'm like, what? <laughs> Where did well, I that grew come up in northern, I grew up in northern Minnesota, and we had a, a certain amount of that. Uh, you know, Again, it wasn't as much, but it, it, it certainly is there. And I'll, I'll tell you a story. Oh, yeah. So a, a friend of mine, Years ago, we were uh, uh, up. Years ago, I used to deer hunt. I don't anymore. But I was up there by his cabin, up by Henning at Battle Lake area, and they were the Underwood, which is also in that area. Their football team mm-hmm. was uh, in the. I think it was the game before the final. They were playing for the final to go to the Metrodome, and so it was a big deal. And the local radio station uh, was covering the game, and so this announcer, it was. We're, li- we're driving in, in my truck, listening to this announcer, and we were doubling over. We were laughing so hard. And this guy was saying, oh, yeah, that, that Dorson kid, yeah, he, he's a good runner. Yeah, he, he's a good runner. <laughs> <laughs> and I swear to God, that's what he was talking We were like, look at each other. We're, my God, we, we, we gotta, can we record this somehow? This is something you, you, you just don't see, in the, uh, you know, except for a, a Fargo movie. <laughs> Here's the guy in the local radio station. Yeah, that that Torson kid, he he he's a good runner. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's Minnesota, though. It's yeah, no question. So in rural Minnesota, there are pockets that it does exist. Now, Dave, what uh, season are you on uh, in Fargo? I'm the the current season, and last night was the the conclusion of it. Uh, it's the right. the fifth season, which I we started out, we loved it. The first and second seasons were just amazing. We loved mm-hmm. them. And then they really took a step back, in our opinion. Uh, seasons three and four were not nearly as good. Uh, but then the season five is better. It's not quite as good as, as one and two, but it's still it's much better than three and four. So if anyone jumped in the middle on three and four and they're thinking, geez, this is kind of being over, uh, you know, over-talked about, I, I'd say go back to one and two. And each season is completely uh, independent of the others. You could pick any mm-hmm. one of them and yep. you don't know. Yeah, yep. So... So you could, I'd say, just go back and do season one or two, and then you'll see, oh, this is so well done, just like the movie. But that redheaded nurse with the Minnesota accent in season four, she was amazing. You remember her, don't you? Yes, I do. Yeah, and and each one of these seasons has a character that is just as as vile as can be. I mean, people that you're like, my God, what a horrible human being and yet they're the the star of the show and they the way they manipulate people and do things that it's uh i i, I just love the show and one of them was um uh billy bob thornton in mm-hmm. season right. one or two and he remember he played that guy just i, I just love those characters that are you're, you're just wondering what are what can they possibly do next and then they do something that's even worse than the last time you know he is an amazing human you guys ever talk to billy bob thornton nope no he is one of the most amazing people because he's, he's got a band that used to perform. I think he performed at the State Fair a couple of times, as a matter of fact, with his band, if I remember correctly. But he used to come into the studio over at the Q uh, 
about once a year or something like that. And after a few years, somebody was, I don't know, on the phone and going, well, Tom, why do you act like you and the, you and he are buddies? I mean, every time he's around, you guys are talking about, well, you, this, you did that and blah, 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 blah. And Billy Bob Thornton said, hey, Buster, he is a friend of mine. Why don't you back off? I mean, how nice was that? Right. Yeah, yeah he seems like he's a good guy. He's a really oh, he's good a actor. I've, I've loved every oh, yeah. movie he's ever been in. Mm-hmm. No question. Even he's fantastic. He, yeah, even when he was the drunk Santa. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, the he drunk was somehow Santa. kind of likable in that one. <laughs> <laughs> I like that a lot, as a matter of fact, the drunk Santa. So, you know, um, now we've, uh, we're about, oh, God, we're more than halfway. Good God, it's the 17th today already. That first two and a half weeks went by very, very quickly. But now that we're in a new year, anything's changed about the, uh, the laws out there? Anything, uh, do people get in more trouble in the winter? I'm assuming they do. Uh, slips and falls and this and that and the other thing. Car accidents, I would imagine, are a lot more prevalent in yeah, the winter. It- it escalates a bit in the winter. Uh, the other thing, but the it kind of counterbalances in my uh, practice, which I, all I do is workers' compensation law. Uh, it, there are fewer people working in the winter doing the you know the tough construction jobs, you know the, the road construction yeah, and the, yeah. you know the, and they, they still do you know a certain amount outside, but not nearly as much. And uh, you know you have laborers working construction sites and so forth. Uh, most of them are laid off, and so. Fewer workers, but the workers that are working are at a heightened amount of uh, risk. You know that it's not just the slip and falls, but people, when it's cold out, they're not as careful. They're not as aware of what's going around. Right. So things happen. So I think that is probably true because I'm telling you, I just um, over at uh, over at the queue, the old days, there was a uh, the overnight guy on the weekends was in a wheelchair, so they installed this very long ramp so he could go up the ramp turn the corner, come up the other side of it, and he'd be at the front door. I will never forget it was raining one time, and I figured, you know, I'm going to just walk down the ramp. There are people standing right at the top of the stairs, so I'll just go down the ramp. Don't ever walk a down ramp after it rained in the winter. You know, that little misty rain. That thing, I swear to God, by the time I got to the bottom of that thing, I was doing about 110 miles an hour. <laughs> holy God. Woo, that was not fun. But, of course, a friend of mine was standing there watching. He thought it was hilarious because I'm, you know, flagging my arms trying to stand up. He thought it was just hilarious. So thank you so much for that. I really feel better about myself now. But, yeah, be careful because when it, when you get that misty stuff, even the light snow that's not the big flakes, and I suppose the big flakes too, but, man, ice can be a, a real problem in the winter. There's no doubt about it. The biggest problem is when you've got – a slick ice, and then you get just, like you said, uh, either misty or just a tiny bit of snow, you know, like yep. a, just yep. a little wisp of snow. And so it, it, you know, it looks like regular snow, but it's just a tiny bit on top of the ice, and a little bit will blow away, and it's uh, that's what people slip on, especially getting in and out of vehicles. That's a huge deal. Uh, getting out of your truck, don't jump out of your truck, you know, do like I do, do, do you know, kind of the old man thing where you're, you grab the handle and get out. You know, it, it, it looks kind of... Like I said, old manish, but at the same time, I've represented lots and lots of uh, uh, guys over the years that have injured just getting out of a truck. So you, you take that step, oh, yeah. you slip, you go down, and, and you can um, uh, land on your shoulder, hurt, twist your knee, those type of things. Or even worse, you can hit your head, and then you got all sorts of issues. So, uh, yeah, just 
slowly get out of your truck. Getting in isn't usually a problem, but it's getting out. You, uh, you get out. You, you just hit the, and then a little bit of slip, and you boom, go down. So, you know, no grab doubt. the handle. Those handles are, uh, they came up with those about 20-some years ago, and every truck has them, use them. Well, I tell you, I grew up a nice Catholic boy, St. Joseph, St. Anne's, all the rest of it. I used to love the a certain kind of Catholics. Uh, after it snowed, missed it a little bit. Uh, that light snow you're talking about, it's slippery as hell. And the nice Catholic kids still showed up for school in their Italian loafers that had leather soles. <laughs> you could skate a long way on those kind of shoes in the winter, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Holy God. No, no. Get the rubber sole. Let's go with the rubber soles and... We'll go forward from there. What do you say? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's Dave, the way to go. They don't look as good, but uh, you know, hey, it's not all about uh, looking your best. So. Nah, no question. Well, thank you, sir. We shall talk to you next week. Mm-hmm. All right, thanks, everyone. Have a good day, ladies and gentlemen. Dave Bialke, uh with us. Brought to you by Bialki Law Firm. Hurt at work. Dave Bialki goes to work for you, taking care of your workers' comp injury claims and denials. Call seven six three five seven one two four one zero or go to b i a l k e law dot com. Please do tell them that Tom sent you. We'll take a break. Be right back in a couple of minutes right after this. Is that text you're sending so important that you missed your turn? Is that text you're sending so important that you ran the red light? Is that text you're sending so important you didn't see the ball coming onto the road or the child that followed? Hi, I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw Bryant. When you take your eyes off the road for even four seconds, your vehicle travels 100 yards. That's the entire length of a football field. If you absolutely have to text, you need to pull off the road somewhere safe and do it from there. Texting and driving is against the law and can cause serious injury or even death to you and others. Now that is important. We hope you're never injured in a collision, but if you are, please contact us. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Going farther with my Bryant on your side. Recently, Jim Paul of Valley Buick GMC was contacted by a company that does on-site sales. Jim was confused. Wait, they don't know anything about us. Our staff, our reputation, most importantly, our customers. Hey, pal, no problem. We do them all over the country. You know, get the manager off the roof sale, inflatable gorilla sale, and our favorite, the 13-hour sale with a giant clock that goes to 13. Urgency, baby. We bring our crew because, well, your people are, let's just say, a little uh, laid back. And the pricing? Nothing special, sport. But Jim thought, we price competitively every day. Our prices are special. We definitely don't need these guys. But sale does convey some urgency, so we made a bold decision for his fine dealerships. Announcing the Valley Buick GMC 365-day sale. And we can even extend it a couple years or so. I got the Air Dancer guy, scratch-offs, plastic keys, bubble machine, box. Valley Buick GMC in Apple Valley or Hastings or valleycardealers.com. Hurry. This is the Tom Bernard Podcast. Listen live weekday mornings, 8 to 9.30, or anytime you like as a podcast on the Tom Bernard app at TomBernardShow.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Would you guys choreograph that deal? I'm looking up and playing the music, and you're both going... I like that one. That one's a little funky. (laughs) Yeah, it's got that groove to it. It's got a little funk, got a little soul. Got a little groove, man. (laughs) Okay, uh, we're an hour in, so now we can get to this. I do love that first hour. It's great. I love that. 
Remember when you were a kid and the classic uh, money goal was, I want to be a millionaire? Well, good news. The average American in their 50s now has a net worth of $1.1 to $1.4 million. There's no way. Now, I haven't read the rest of the story yet, so I'm assuming they're going to explain how this is even possible. Is it because you bought a house? I think, Tevin, you brought this up. You bought a house for a couple hundred thousand, you know, 30 years ago, and now it's worth, you know, 700,000. Yeah, there's probably a little bit of that. And then uh, as well as they, I think they kind of mentioned, there's some outliers in there. So you got somebody that's making, you know, a 55-year-old that's got a billion dollars. Well, that makes up for a lot of people that don't have a million. It's a good point. It's true, although it's heavily, heavily skewered, uh, oh, skewed by... uh, by uh, super rich people. Yeah, see, exactly what you were talking about. It is skewed by super rich people. Most people are not average. They're either millionaires many times over, or they can't mm-hmm. afford to keep Disney+. Plus. That's a nice way to put it. You can't afford to keep Disney+. Plus. The median net worth for Americans in their 50s is about $300,000. Uh, that includes property and retirement accounts. See, now that makes sense. There's about three hundred yeah. grand in property and retirement accounts. Yeah, That absolutely. makes plenty of sense. Yeah. So since having a million dollars is complicated, a new survey asked people what they'd need to say uh, they financially made it in life. The number one answer was being financially independent and not having to uh, rely on others for money. The average American says that they need to make at least $94,000 a year to feel financially independent. Other popular responses were moving up in your career, settling into a job that you love, making a certain amount of money, not having to work at all, and being uh, able to spend and pay bills without worrying about money at all either. Now, again, because I'm of a different uh, age group than you guys are, I do remember. So in other words, they need to make ninety-eight, ninety-four thousand a year to feel financially independent. That's what mm-hmm. they said in this article just now. Yeah. I do remember when I was a little boy, I think I was three years old because my father was still around. And he came home from work. He had just gotten a raise. And he cashed his paycheck. And he comes in and he goes, Toots, my mother. Toots, you aren't even going to believe this. I got a raise. when cash my check. Look at this. And on the coffee table, he laid out five $20 bills. Ooh. He got a raise to $5,200 a year. Now it's $94,000 a year. That's quite the leap. Because <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm pretty sure you couldn't get by on six grand a year anymore. Or 5200 no. a year anymore, right? Oh, no, no. No, not even close. You can't even survive a month. <laughs> yeah, not even a month. You couldn't survive a month on five fifty-two hundred bucks. Especially if you live in the city. Oh, yeah, it's mm-hmm. a, it's a no. wrap on anything you want to do if you're not making. You that's, know, what, that's one trip to five guys. Dollars. Yeah. Ooh, I like five guys, though. That works for me, no question about that. But yeah, I, you I, you look at that. That was only you know, let's say sixty, seventy years ago or whatever. So what do you are you go, you're going to have to be a millionaire? What thirty years from now, forty years now, you're going to have to be a millionaire, or you're not going to make it. Yeah, absolutely. There's probably I remember. So I, have a, I guess a friend of a friend that his dad is a surgeon. And they announced that they have to make some cutbacks because things are getting tight. And I was like, so if the doctors are just having to cut things back as well, you right. know, maybe we need to reevaluate uh, how much we're charging for stuff to, in order for everybody to live. Is there one thing that you guys haven't purchased in a while than you had to purchase within the last year? And you went, holy God, why is that so expensive? Is there anything like that in, that you, you've been through? Um, I don't, Not any big purchase that anything... 
stood out, but I think just the kind of the day to day, even it seemed back in the day, you know, back in the day there, when you went downtown, things were more expensive, but like, as far as like food and what it, <laughs> oh, sorry, I almost died. What the hell did you, what the hell are you doing in there, AJ? What'd you do to him? Holy crap. Oh, that's um, nice. He thinks it's hilarious. You almost choked to no, death. The, the look on his face is pure panic. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't hit the dump button or whatever. Help. Anyway, food in general, I think, is more expensive is what I was trying to say, oh. no matter where you go. It used to be, you know, if you went to a, a venue or something, okay, now you're going to pay $20 for just a cheeseburger. But now yeah. it feels like everywhere you go, things just naturally get more expensive. Yeah. No question. Yeah, um, I, I kind of that too. Like, the sushi is something that, like, I think it's good. I don't oh, have it like so often though. But when when I do, I'm like, God, dude, this is this is that much? Are, are we sure? <laughs> did, did this fish like have legs at some point and walk around? Why is this so expensive? But uh, yeah, it's it's crazy how just the inflation on certain things like and now it's it feels like it's almost just you know that's that's the norm that's the norm yeah. and it's changed the places i shop like i used to be exclusively lunds and byerly's and then one day <laughs> i was like i just like because cub foods is right next to the studio here so i would go there often and i started to realize how much cheaper the prices were and i was like i think i just needed to be physically responsible you know yeah. every once yes. in a while i go to cub foods instead but i still love lunds though oh yeah yeah i mean and you throw costco in there and you're covered. oh yeah uh, I, yeah, Lunds, I love Lunds and Byerly's, Costco, like you said. Cub is terrific, no question. Remember, I gave them their best slogan ever in 1987. They wanted to advertise on the Q's morning show, and I said, only if I can use the slogan, that's Cub to you, bub. Because you know what Cub stands for, don't you? I do not. Cupboard? You do not? No, Cub stands for something. You guys don't know this, do you? No. You know what Cub stands for? Is it? Consumer, close, You're close with customer that customer, something like that. Yeah, what does it stand for? It stands for Citizens United in Buying. Hmm. Oh, That's terrible. C-U-D. Yeah. What do you mean, Terry? It's Cub. It sounds good. No, I'm, like Cubs. Like that's a great name, but like, how does that? That doesn't make me think of a grocery store, Citizens United in whatever. I don't know. That's what I t- that's why I made him say it's Cub to you, Bub. Yeah, that's that's you did them a huge favor. Yeah. I did. I really once again, where's my cash out of the barrel? I was gonna say, yeah, you saving be, your store. Be on the, the board or you do get stock options for that? You need something. <laughs> Are there any um super values around anymore? I don't see I man, there used to be super values everywhere and I don't see them anymore. Is that like, is that one of those that is like the cousin of a different store, if that makes sense? Yeah, I believe so. And I, Maybe. they're super, or like they were popular in like very rural areas. Like I remember that was, Super Value was the main grocery okay. store in Osceola, Wisconsin growing up. So it's usually small towns, I would say. There's probably a few Super Values hanging out. A few. Yeah, I, there are still some. I do know that. I will tell you one very, very impressive thing. Thanksgiving, uh, we bought our turkey from from uh, Byerly's. It was not Lunds and Byerly's at that time. It was just Byerly's. Don Byerly owned it. And then they, uh, after he retired, they bought, it became, you know, Lunds and Byerly's then. But I will never forget this. Uh, Catherine and I ordered a turkey from Byerly's and they said they would deliver it. So we're like, okay. And the clock's ticking, the clock's ticking. We're like, oh God, is this going to happen? Oh, maybe I should run over there. She goes, no, no, they said they're going to deliver it. But an hour later, the doorbell rings. I open the door, and it's Don Byerly personally delivering the turkey to our house. 
and I wasn't on the show. He had no idea who the hell I was. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not that we're on the big morning show or any of that stuff. But I thought, the owner of the company is helping his employees. I never stopped going to Byerly's after that, and now Lund's and Byerly's. You know, it's a great store. I hope mm-hmm. people do realize how great we ha- Our grocery stores in Minnesota are really good. Oh, absolutely. And Lund's, I mean, I think they're kind of the gold standard as far as the quality of food you're yeah. going to find there. The yeah. floors are carpeted. It's got nice lighting. There's like a chandelier at yeah, times. They, they <laughs> That's right. Yeah, it's chandelier. I, nice. I want to say the one that they lack is the name, the best name of a like a grocery store. Mm-hmm. And I we didn't we don't really have these in Minnesota. It, I, as a kid, uh, we had like baseball tournaments in Wisconsin. So occasionally I would see these. The good old Piggly Wiggly. Oh, I love The good old Piggly Wiggly. (laughs) (laughs) It just rolls off the tongue. It's so great. (laughs) Uh, And then they became, well, actually, when I lived at uh, 914 14th Avenue North, it's Plymouth and and Bryant in North Minneapolis. And I can give the address because there aren't any houses there. It's just that the entire block is empty. Mm-hmm. They tore down all the houses. So I wouldn't normally give away the – I give away two of my addresses I lived at, even though I lived at 43 different places. Mm-hmm. 2955 Russell North, because the house burned down when I was in seventh grade, and they never rebuilt on that lot. And then, of course, they tore down 9, 914 14th Avenue North along with the rest of them. But we could walk about two blocks to what was then a Piggly Wiggly, and then it became Penny's, which was also a pig logo, and then it came became something else, and I can't remember what the hell the third one was. Was it like Kenny's or something? No, it was Penny's. So that one, it was Piggly Wiggly, became Penny's, and then it became something else, and then they just tore it down. I don't know what happened after hmm. that. Like no groceries you know I mean? for anybody. <laughs> no food yeah. for you. <laughs> no food. You get no food. Forget it. Yeah. That's all there is to it. But, no, I, I agree with you. Piggly Wiggly was phenomenal. As a little kid, going into Piggly Wiggly was huge. I just need them to be a popular brand like down south because, oh, my God, the, like, I'll be back in a few minutes, Linda. i got to head over to the Piggly Wiggly, get some more (laughs) Dr. Pepper. Piggly Wiggly. Yeah, you got to say it like that, too. You absolutely have to say it that way or it doesn't count anywhere near as much. But, no, those are great experiences going to the stores. And I remember the first time I went to the supermarket and I thought, my God, this place is huge because they used to be little corner grocery stores. Mm -hmm. DuPont Cash Market was on uh, DuPont and, and Plymouth, and it was a kind of one-room, not a huge store at all. We loved going there because we thought, oh, my God, they've got everything. And all of a sudden, Piggly Wiggly opened. I was like, holy God, that place is five times bigger. It was very impressive, you know. I, I actually still like going to the gro- – I don't like going shopping for other stuff, but I do like going to the grocery store. You guys like that? Oh, I love going to the grocery store. Yeah. Because it's just something about, you know, like you're – planning all what I want to eat and it's like the possibilities are endless of you know how you can be creative and with what you eat and select and the quality of the ingredients Mm -hmm. no question anything anything not as good as it used to be and I'm not talking about particular stores but is there something you buy now that is just not as good as it used to be Oh yeah, I had hamburger. See, look at the look on his face. I had hamburger helper like a couple oh. of years ago, and I remember oh. as a kid that was all my dad knew how to make, and it was oh, oh. yeah, hamburger helper is good. And then I tried it, terrible. Or like spaghettios, <laughs> like there definitely are foods that you just grow out of. They need to put a little more sugar in spaghettios, I think. There's not quite <laughs> enough sugar. In not them. enough. Holy God, those things were unbelievable. But you know, good experiences, don't you think? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's one of those rites of passage. 
Uh, Catherine and I went to went to Costco about uh, about three, four, five days ago. They're going to have to get a lot bigger parking lot because there was nowhere to park. You know how huge their parking lots are. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, they're, they're still huge. not big enough. They're gonna. Th- that store was so packed. Basically, it was like we were standing in line to go to a movie for Christ's sake. It was just packed. But that's, I, it's kind of a sign that there's a good economy going on right now, isn't it? In a way. Yeah, I I think so. People are still spending money, so it's gotta mean something. Yeah. That's for sure. I'm hoping. No question about it. We got to take a break. Come right back with, uh, you want to talk about somebody who has a true brilliant focus. Who would that be? I only know like two people like that. So it's Tevin and I think Kristen Burt. Kristen Burt. Yeah, and I'll put her before me. Oh, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) We always do, as a matter of fact. But yeah, we'll take a break. Be right back. Kristen Burt will be right with us right after this. Tom here, and I want to discuss a partnership that has been wonderful in my life, Zero Res Carpet Care. Very good friends of mine. Nothing is better to someone with a family than having a completely clean home. Your carpet is the biggest filter in your house. If you want to talk about pet dander or foot traffic, dirt from the outside, they all eventually reside in your carpet. So, Zero Res Carpet Care. Listen, around the holidays, you need to contact ZeroResMinnesota.com or call 952-Z-E-R-O-R-E-Z. That's 952-Zero-Res. They clean your home with their electrolyzed pH elevated water that doesn't use chemicals or soaps that smell like a janitor's closet like other cleaning services. How about a Tom Bernard deal? Well, here it is. Get three rooms, zero resified, starting at $129, and don't forget your air ducts. Mention me, and they'll discount your air vents by $75, bucks too. This is for the entire month, so call them right now, 952-ZERO-RES, backward or forward, it spells the same, or book online, zeroresminnesota.com. If it's available, ask for them to come to your place in the Tom Bernard name service truck. What an honor that was, by the way. Just mention me by name and get the special deal to get your home clean and your heart happy. Zero Res Carpet Care. Hello, I'm Brad Huckle, President and Chief Lending Officer at North American Banking Company. And I'm Michael Bilski, CEO at North American Banking Company. As a locally owned and operated community bank, we work with many multi-generational businesses. Take Personal Care Dentistry of Roseville, for example. Dr. Walter Hunt, also known as Painless to me, has been a longtime customer of the bank since we opened the bank in 1998. When his son Kyle was ready to join the practice, they wanted to expand quickly. With their additional space and equipment, they now are able to see more patients each day while providing the same level of care and service. Okay, guys, I'll take it from here. If you run a family business or any kind of business for that matter, you should be banking with Brad and Mike over at North American Banking Company. Every time I deal with them or their team, I know I'm working with experienced professional bankers. So why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, equal housing lender. You have all helped support MyPillow and their employees in these tough economic times. Mike Lindell knows this and continues to give back to listeners with great deals on his most popular products. Right now, you can save 50% on Queen and King pillows and the original My Slippers, and the MyPillow six-pack bath towel sets are back in stock. The proprietary technology makes them extremely absorbent, yet still provides that soft feel you look for in a towel. Set comes with two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths. Regular price is $79.98. And for a limited time, you can get this six-pack towel set for only $39.99 with promo code TOM. That's a 50% savings. So go to MyPillow.com, use promo code TOM to save 50% on the MyPillow six-pack towel sets. That is just $39.99 for a set. This deal will not last long. Enter promo code TOM for this special and many more. 
This is the Tom Bernard Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, Kristen Burt, Entertainment News brought to you by North American Banking Company. Go to nabankco.com to learn more. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. Oh, she was hiding. You were hiding again. Well, you hide yeah. till the last second. She I makes an entrance. You do that. Oh, look at you and Tevin matched. Uh, you know what? Oh, I'm cute. so used to. We planned it. Yeah, a little blue. I it called Tevin on. last night and I said, I'm going to wear this shirt. I know you got a shirt that matches. <laughs> but oh no, I was so used to the music intro from before. I know. I know. So, uh, yeah. So I was typing an article. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I look, and then I'm I, like, "Oh no, know, the show is on." One thing I got to tell you is that I, you know, I appreciate the Hubbard family. You got Dan Seaman, you got Amy Daniels, get on the list. They they took look. My morning show over the Kiwi was five hours long at one point, a five hour morning show. Then they shortened it down to about four hours and fifteen minutes or whatever. So when I did come over here to work with them, they said, "Well, we sh- we can't just go from a five or four hour morning show." to a one-hour podcast that's you know it's gonna look weird so we took 10 months we did a three hour went from five hours to three hours and now we're down to an hour and a half where we need to be but i thought i hate to be nice to anybody as you know but they're they're planning this this feels very very comfortable now because they eased into it instead of rushing into it and well i do it we eased into it so tip of the cap to everybody over there hubbard God, I hate being nice to people. It, it, my throat hurts now. <laughs> I'll do the talking then. I'll take Thank over you. for you. I'm ready. I'm ready for you. <laughs> you are. Well, a lot of the uh, big talk today is Lauren Michaels. He has said that he is retiring at the 50th oh, anniversary man. of Saturday Night Live, which is next year. They're going to do the big special in February 2025. So who takes over for him? Well, he's kind of thrown a pretty big name into the hat and that's Tina Fey. He thinks that she might be the right person for the job. Now she hasn't said that she wants it, No, but she might be the right person to carry on his legacy. Got to be honest with you. If I were she, I would never do that. No way. Why wouldn't you take it? Because she's got a great career anyway. She just appeared in the, an Hercule Poirot movie where she was phenomenal. Um, the show's just not that good anymore. It just isn't. I haven't watched that show in decades because it's the same political bullshit, and it's just ugh. But it's a, it's an important show, though, culturally, though. You mm-hmm. understand that is because it, it, is it this still? is like it, it is because even though if you're not watching it live, which is fine, most people aren't home on Saturday night or staying mm-hmm. up that late to watch it. There are moments that go viral, but also it gives us that next generation of comedians. Maybe not to the level that maybe it used to, but there's always one or two breakout stars that become like the next comedian out on the stand-up circuit or the next big um, person in film or in a TV series. And it's a really good launching pad. So without it, you, you kind of like are missing a step. Right. No question about it. Look, I mean, for me, the problem has been like, I can't watch Fox or CNN or CNBC or OAN or any of these for more than five minutes. I cannot put up with their personal take on everything and blah, 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 blah. And Saturday Night Live got very, very political, and I just stopped watching it. I don't it was care good if business or... for them, though. It was good business it's during always, the Trump years. It's always about the money. It's always about money. It's not about entertaining you. We're here to make money. And I know they're there to make money. 
But that show, when who was the woman sat down and played this weepy song on the piano? Kate oh McKinnon. my! Oh God, was that disgusting? Hallelujah. So your guy didn't win. Relax. But you're still talking about it, Tom. That's the thing. I'm still Even talking about it. Even if you hated it, you're it still talking about it years later. <laughs> We're in 2024. But, that but, was 2016. Okay, let me point something out to you. I haven't seen one minute of the show since then, so they ain't making any money off of me. But you're still giving them airtime. And it's someone who might be me. listening today go, I don't know what that was. Let me go and click on YouTube Ugh, and take a look. And horrible. now you just gave them a dollar. And I also, even though I really like the man because he's a great guy, Dan Aykroyd, I, as soon as the Coneheads came on, I'm like, I got to get out of here. I, I can't watch this. So you exited in the 70s. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, pretty there, much. There are always good years and good casts that you yeah, can point out. True. And it, it really, it does depend on the writers and what's happening. It depends on the cast members. And we have years when the cast is really weak. And you have years that you go back and wish that you could still see. Yeah. I mean, Eddie Murphy, the Eddie Murphy years were incredible. Or even the years where you had... Um, Will and yep. you had Molly and Anna Gasteyer. Like those years were also really good, but I, I also just think that you know we just had the Emmys the other night and we had Weekend Update with Amy Poehler and Tina Fey showing that this show is somehow still relevant culturally because it was part of that whole nostalgia of seventy five years of Emmys. So yeah, no, I can under I understand it. Look. I I mean, there's not one person out there go, oh, I like all those shows. But you can't possibly like all things that mm -mm. come at you. Um, I thought SCTV was much better than Saturday Night Live. A lot better. Yeah, there's, there's, there's been plenty of other, I think, sketch comedy shows that have done mm -hmm. a, a better job but don't have the same relevancy. Because also in the era of uh, only a few networks, you know, NBC really sort of captured people on Saturday nights. Yeah, and yeah. the big question is with these shows, whether it's late night, whether it's Saturday Night Live, I even get this question with Dancing with the Stars, like, why don't they cancel it after 32 seasons? What are you going to replace it that generates right. the same amount of viewers, ratings, and advertising dollars? Do they still have a lot of viewers? They do. They still. I mean, if you take Saturday Night Live away, you're taking away an audience that does tune in religiously mm -hmm. every single right. week. Right. And if you're going to put in something new, I'm going to guarantee that spot will go down in ratings and you're going to lose money. So it's better to keep the show running in that spot than it is to take it away at this point. What's really interesting about that is I go back and look at scenes from the show when I did used to watch it. And there were some rough patches, and I don't care if it was John Belushi or if it was Dan Aykroyd or if it was Chevy Chase. It hit a lot of bumps that I never even noticed before. But now you watch it and go, ooh, that didn't go too well, now did it? But, you know, it, that's the way it is. You're doing sketch comedy. It, sketch comedy is very hard to do, no question. Yeah. It is, and, and remember, the show is based off of what is happening in the news at the time. Right. Or pop right. culturally. So if we go back and watch something, maybe from 1992, you're like, that's not that funny. Right. Because it's not funny to our 2024 eyes. So uh, right. I think that that's a big deal. But um, and the other thing, sort of offshoot of all of this with Saturday Night Live, John Mulaney 
just recently hosted the Governor's Awards. These are the honorary mm-hmm. awards that they no longer put on the broadcast show anymore. And he killed it. It's the first time they've ever had a host for this particular show. And now people are saying, we, we already have Jimmy Kimmel for this year's Oscars, but they are saying that the Academy is probably teeing him up for Oscars 2025 because he's well-known enough, but he's not going to be someone that that people are going to tune into, but he's going to do that good serviceable job Mm -hmm. of just like getting you from point A to point B in between every single segment. Well, I think he's very funny, actually. I've always thought he was funny. So we'll have to like meet back here in 2025 and see if this John (laughs) Mulaney prediction came true because I think it's kind of an interesting one. And he's had a, a wild trajectory because, I mean, he's had pretty devastating drug addiction that set him back a couple of times, yeah. but it, it feels like he's on a good path now. Wait a minute, are you talking about AJ now? Thank you very much. Great to meet you. AJ's like, what's wrong? Wait, oh no, he has a stumble. Yeah. <laughs> Let's start a rumor. <laughs> That's exact. You know, it's all about personal preference too, because a lot of people like Jimmy Kimmel, a lot of people like Jimmy Kimmel. I think he's the most unfunny human being I've ever seen. He's not funny at all, but some people just love him, which is how life should be. You like what you like. I like what I like. That's fine, right? Yeah, Yeah, and he usually does a couple of good bits on the Oscars, like whether it's the selfie or the delivering pizza. Because I will tell you, nobody is more hungry than the audience in the Oscars theater (laughs) that night. Really? You have starved yourself for weeks to fit into your gown. And they serve drinks. Um, I don't know if people know this. This is a little bit, if you attended the Oscars, uh, when you go into the the Dolby Theater, they have free cocktail hours, like champagne and things like that. And they they have free hors d'oeuvres, you know, that they pass around. But it's literally like a little baby quiche that is literally like the size of a dime. Like not like a nice hearty... Yeah. <laughs> piece of quiche. Uh, and then by the time you get in there and you know the show's dragging on and on, all you can think about is the governor's ball after with Wolfgang Puck food right. and his sliders and the caviar and the pizza. All you do is like gorge. I used to call it like my Oscar hangover, which had nothing to do with alcohol. It was always going to in and out, going for pizza, Chinese food. Like all week I would just eat nonstop. I could understand that, no question about it. So, 2025 is John Mulaney. Well, we're, we're predicting. That's, that's the rumor. Because, so, yeah, I, I think it's a good one, too. Because Jimmy Kimmel, tried and true, that's great. But if you want to try something different, I think John Mulaney might be the guy to do it. And we're all mm-hmm. looking at hosts after Joe Coy's situation. <laughs> Chelsea Aww, Handler was another one that kind of made uh, a, a good good you know name for herself on that critics choice this this past week so i don't know i haven't had to deal with her too much i've interviewed her a couple times um and she goes through ebbs and flows and i she think does. right now she's she's flowing like people like her again they like her again because she is a massive pain in the ass in person Maybe she's changed now. Maybe she's matured a little bit or whatever. But I've had ago. great interviews with her. In fact, I interviewed her um, for a movie she did with Reese Witherspoon, and Reese was an absolute brat, and Chelsea was lovely. Yeah, I understand Reese is very – I have never talked to her, never met her, but I heard she's a massive pain in the ass, too. A couple times I've had a a fun right. time with her. Yeah. <laughs> As you my voice gets higher. <laughs> Ah, that'll happen. All right, so that's everything. Everything is going well. 
yeah, everything in Hollywood is uh, slowing down a little bit. After all of like the three award shows, we can like kind of chill for a couple of weeks until the SAG Awards happen, and then it'll be the Oscars. And uh, we'll wrap, we'll finally wrap up everything from 2023. It's been a long year with strikes and everything else. So we'll see how this, you know, production is way down. So we'll see, hopefully we'll have a a better second quarter because first quarter is like, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. when you're after the strike and you said that we're going to be seeing a little dip in quality, I saw they were running, what was it, Deal or No Deal Island, where they somehow combined Survivor and Deal or No oh, Deal. God. Like, it's yeah. a struggle. Like they were just desperate. They're like, what can we do? And game shows are the cheap, floor. especially properties they already own. Yeah. Hmm. None for me, thanks. I'm good. But the good news is. Chicago Med, Chicago Fire, Chicago PD, they all return tonight. So we're starting to see some of those shows come back. Uh, You can also watch me tonight on Discontinued on Fubo, like Wednesday night. Yeah. Mandatory viewing for me. Yes. It's also on Tubi, too, at the same time. Uh, Well, you guys are – Central Time is so weird. So I guess it would be 8 p.m. for you guys. It's 9 p.m. Eastern, but it's 6 p.m. And it's only supposed to run 9 p.m. here on the West Coast, but for some reason I get the East Coast airing so I can see it at 6 p.m. So Nice. You can see me talk about – I think tonight I'm talking about Quibi. Do you guys remember Quibi? Oh, God, yes, absolutely. That came and went during the pandemic in like six months. What was his name again? (laughs) Jeffrey Katzenberg. Jeffrey Katzenberg. There you go. That's who it was. Yeah, came in. Yeah. I, I still have it on my phone. You do? Yeah. Did I you mean, subscribe ha- to it? There's nothing. I didn't think they put out any more content, do they? No, they didn't. But did you subscribe when it existed? Yes. Oh, you subscribe to everything. I'm yeah, like, you came- are everybody's favorite person. Well, if they come on the show, then I will answer back by paying attention to them. That's why I did it. He came on the show to talk about it. Jeffrey did? Yeah. Nice guy. Yeah, uh, but uh, they lost big time. They lost their shirts on that oh, one. Did they ever? And mm-hmm. I don't know why. Why did they? Do you know why? And the timing was bad. Uh, you know, yeah. everyone had sort of turned their focus to TikTok. And so this Quibi was like, it, for people that don't remember, it was videos and short bites, but it was scripted content primarily, a little yeah. bit of reality show. Yep. Um, but the marketing was terrible. People didn't understand. The subscription price was very high. It was competing with what, Netflix and Hulu were at the time. Right. And you're like, wait a minute, I'm only getting six to 15 minute videos and I'm paying the same exact price as my Netflix subscription. It just right. didn't make sense. So maybe if it had come in uh, like after the pandemic or well before the pandemic to establish the brand, it might have done better. But a lot of those properties were sold off to other networks and other ones never saw the light of day. So hmm. kind of crazy understandably we will talk to you tomorrow young you always wrap up the show now do you like wrapping up the show i guess so yeah hopefully it sets people off on like a good start to their day no we're talking all right thank you bye (laughs) kristen bird entertainment news brought to you by north american banking company go to nabanco.com to learn more member fdic equal housing lender we will talk to you in 15 minutes with the uh, family show and talk to you tomorrow morning. On I love the pace of this show. Yeah, absolutely. It's wonderful. We'll talk to you tomorrow.